All right, it is 421 here on this Wednesday, April the 7th. Thanks for tuning in here to NL Newsday. The province announcing today that it's providing funding for 12 mass timber demonstration and research projects and has established a new advisory council to accelerate the adoption of mass timber building systems as part of the province's economic recovery. The NDP says mass timber is good for forestry-dependent communities, workers, and the environment because it adds value rather than just volume. The $4.2 million investment will help urban planners and developers adopt mass timber building systems and the projects will help advance clean BC goals by sourcing from sustainably managed forests that have a lower carbon footprint. We caught up with BC's Minister of Jobs, Economic Recovery and Innovation, Ravi Kalan, to learn more about this initiative. Well, first off, the face of construction is about to change in BC. Uh, this uh, mass timber piece initiative that we're bringing forward is about changing the way we build buildings. It's about addressing climate change and it's about supporting the BC economy. And so the benefit for forest dependent communities is that we can get more value from the logs, uh, create more jobs, uh, and, uh, and again, support the construction industry in, in a massive change that's coming for them. Now, you say get more value from logs and also kind of change the way construction is being done in B.C. Can you kind of explain how we're going to get more out of, you know, specific logs and also how this is changing the way things are developed? Yeah, well, for example, uh, when Brock Commons was built, it was 15 stories. It was one of the highest at the time of being constructed. Some of the wood that was used in that building came from the Clearwater area. Uh, and so we know that uh, when we start shifting to more buildings using mass timber products, it means more demand for the products that we have uh, within BC. And what it means is potentially using more of that fiber to create housing uh, and development opportunities here in BC. So good jobs for people in communities where they're forest dependent, using that fiber to get the maximum value uh, and uh, and helping our construction industry uh, uh, fight climate change along the way. You mentioned helping to fight climate change. I mean, what what is the big beneficial uh, aspect of that here? I mean, how is this going to help impact climate change? Yeah, and so we know right now that concrete and steel are over 12% of the world's GHG emissions. Uh, and so when we want to address how we build and built environment, we have to address the high carbon emissions that are required in that. And we're not saying that concrete and steel are going to be gone forever. In fact, a lot of the mass timber buildings require either concrete or steel in some form in their construction. What we're saying is let's, let's create a level playing field so that mass timber can compete and let's find ways to ensure that we're using this uh, natural resource that we have that uh, captures carbon as opposed to emits it uh, and build our buildings with it. It's, uh, again, it's, it's part of our clean BC goal to build more sustainable communities. How were these 12 projects chosen? I imagine there was some sort of a process to, to figure out which projects would be eligible for this 4.2 million. Yeah, we've got a panel that we've put together uh, through the Forest Innovation uh, FII uh, network, and uh, we brought in some folks from the development community, and we said, let's look at all the projects that uh, are wanting to explore mass timber. We had over 30 submissions come in, and out of that, we chose these projects because they're all pushing the limits of what we've normally seen. For example, in Saanich, we're going to build a fire hall. Uh, it'll be the first uh, of its kind, uh, a uh, disaster center 
uh, built out of mass timber. Uh, in Vancouver, we've got a 21-story building going to be built out of mass timber. What's one of the highest in the world? Uh, we had Brock Commons, which was 15. Other jurisdictions passed us. And this will allow us to, to be a, a leader as well. And we have a, another project in Vancouver, which is using no concrete or steel at all. The entire 10 stories will be built out of uh, mass timber. So every project we're supporting is about pushing the limits and finding uh, new spaces for mass timber to be used where traditionally it wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, that seems like a pretty significant change than to be having, you know, fairly tall buildings be built specifically and, and solely out of timber products. I mean, that's a pretty significant shift, it sounds like to me, right? Whenever I see buildings going up, there's a lot of steel involved, a lot of concrete being poured, but it just sounds like, um, you know, this is a pretty significant change. Is that, um, I mean, this is obviously part of the program is to see um, the way things are being built change, and obviously the, the province is pretty... Um, um, confident that this won't cause any problems, and I'm sure there's been examples that you've based this new program on as well. Well, the, the U.S. just recently, Jeff, went to 18 stories uh, of mass timber. Uh, they changed their entire building code to allow up to 18. We're at 12, and they use B.C. as an example of how you can do it. Uh, and so uh, we know other jurisdictions around the world are making this shift. And by the way, it's great for local governments. Local governments want to address climate change, so using natural products uh, allows them to do that. But also, there's less noise because there's no cutting on site. Uh, it's much safer uh, work site because, again, there's no sawdust or anything. It's not being cut there. But also less disruption to local businesses because it requires half the amount of trucks uh, because they're just coming in, unloading you know, uh, nailing uh, the pieces in or screwing the pieces in and, and they're moving out. So it's it's really a triple word score for the province. Hey, less noise, less disruption. Sounds like a positive to me. Um, another part of this is the advisory council that has been set up. It includes, you know, people from really all, all walks of the industry here, from First Nations to people in urban planning, um, you know, academia. Uh, how did you guys go about deciding that this council was something that was necessary? And, and I mean, how difficult was the process? as to actually decide who was going to be on this? Well, it's difficult because we have some of the leading thinkers in the world on this. Uh, we have companies here that are not doing very much development here, but they're doing developments all over the world. And so uh, our goal was, uh, over the last year, I've been meeting with stakeholders and meeting with folks in this field, and we wanted the, the brightest and the best in each sector. And I think we've done that. Uh, you know, we've got uh, everyone from the forest industry to uh, the UDI, which represents the developers, to municipal governments uh, led by um, the president of the UBCM and, and First Nations leaders. We wanted everyone at the table. Uh, because we think there's an opportunity for everyone to be part of the change. Perfect. I think that's uh, about all I have for you on this. I guess just, you know, once we see these 12 specific projects kind of move forward, are you anticipating a, a further funding from the province, or is this sort of just like an example for other companies who want to go about doing some development to kind of learn from how these mass timber projects are working? Sort of what is the next steps, um, you know, now that this wow. $4.2 has what been put happened? out there, 12 projects have been chosen. Beyond that, what's next? Well, we're, uh, we've, we're putting together a mass timber action plan uh, for the province. Uh, that advisory group that was announced is helping us develop that plan. And once that plan becomes public, there'll be a whole range of pieces that come with it.
Um, Ravi, while I have you on the line, and if you can't answer this, that's more than fine, but I just wanted to ask you, since I since I have you here, um, I'm just seeing some issues coming out right now in regards to the speculation and vacancy tax. Obviously, it's making some rounds um, in Vancouver. I'm sure this is more a finance question, but just with your, your role as labor and jobs, I mean, are you concerned to see, you know, this type of spec tax really impacting small businesses that are already struggling through this pandemic? Is there anything you could speak to on that? Yeah, I don't have enough details on it, Jeff, to be able to comment on it. I, I, I'll just say that uh, I know that it's not across the board, that there's a, a few companies uh, or businesses that are affected by this. And again, this is something the Ministry of Finance is going to have to look at and, uh, and provide you more answers on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, Ravi, thank you as always. Appreciate the call and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Anytime, my friend. Okay, stay safe. Yeah, you too. That's uh, BC's Minister of Jobs, Economic Recovery and Innovation, Ravi Kalon.